Welcome everybody to the second edition of the Wonderful Us podcast hosted by Susan Pallister with my special guest for today's episode, Kat Woods, an holistic lifestyle coach. We have known each other for many years, but the people listening to this podcast probably want to know a little bit about you. I am a PE teacher. I've been teaching for 28 years. Never. Uh, Yes, I know. Uh, (laughs) And um, I'm also a qualified holistic lifestyle coach. So that is basically um, a qualification that I gained about seven years ago now. And me to coach people on their lifestyle, whether they're out of balance in their life, how to redress that balance, what elements of their life they want to work on. And yeah, basically help and support people in that. You know, I'm a good old Yorkshire woman. Um, Is lifestyle coaching for me? For sure. I think everybody uh, needs some support with uh, coaching. I think we carry on in our lives at 100 miles an hour. We're programmed that work is the most important thing. And that can sometimes lead to us neglecting other aspects of our life and health Mm -hmm. and family that we all really need to um, work on to maintain balance and for us to maintain our physical but also our mental health so I think there's room for everybody to get some support in this area really really important and would it work for everyone I guess the people who want to make the changes and who can reflect on their life and think and be a sort of mindful that they are out of balance who will be open to make changes yes definitely but there will be some people who are quite happy and working really really hard which is fine um and not really wanting to make those changes whether it's because they don't want to go there whether it's because they feel they haven't got time for that um i but i do think that most of us get to a point where we feel that we are out of balance and that we can amend or change things about our lives that will benefit us and help us thrive so my focus is very much on getting the best out of people, encouraging people to become the best version of themselves in all aspects of their lives. And that obviously takes time. Um, Not every area of the life is out of balance, but for sure um, we are, I I believe that we are very driven by work. And sometimes that means we neglect other areas of our lives. So Kat, would you like to tell our listeners why you wanted to become a lifestyle coach? So I went through a period of quite a stressful period in my life. I think historically, um, I've always been very active, always been really fit, never had to think about what I was eating. And I think I probably in my 20s spent too much time partying. Uh, In my 30s, I spent that decade having children. And then in my 40s, I was quite stressed out and I realised I needed to make some changes. I dealt with stress by training really, really hard. And in hindsight, and I realised that that probably was to my detriment in terms of my own health and my well-being. Although I felt I was releasing stress, I was putting more physiological strain on my body. Kat, could you tell us about the course you undertook seven years ago that really motivated you to take on this role of a lifestyle coach? I kind of fell in love with the whole concept because it was about being fit, but also addressing other aspects of your life and your lifestyle, because you can be really fit, but you can be really unhealthy. 
and <laughs> the two don't necessarily correlate. So it was looking at the whole person, looking at balance within a person, looking at areas of life that were out of balance. And for sure, my um, my life was out of balance. And by doing the course, it made me address that. It made me look at that and look at what things I could do to improve my own health, really, uh, in terms of particularly what I was eating, um, how I was sleeping, all that sort of thing. So by going through that process myself, I think I then became a better coach because I could empathize with clients. I understood what people were going through. I'm particularly focused on helping and supporting women and sort of between the ages of 30 and above. And um, I'm very mindful of the role as women that we have in society, that we are everything to everybody. And sometimes that can lead to us being martyrs and sacrificing ourselves. And I've learned that in order for the people around me to flourish, thrive, I also need to be in a position of thriving. And that's not just about you know, training and exercising, that's about the foods I eat and the sleep I get and and becoming a role model to others so that people can, in a way, without being corny, be, be inspired to make changes in their lifestyle. Gosh, this all sounds really interesting. Now, there's obviously a fitness element to lifestyle coaching. And I just wondered how you would encourage someone to come along and work with you perhaps who hasn't been in a gym for years, or a bit like me, is a little more mature? Okay, so what I've learned over time is that actually going into the gym and beasting the body and doing lots of running is adding stress to the body. So I very much advocate finding out what the person's needs are. So I now, and just reflecting on myself, I know when I can get away with doing a high intensity training session. I also know when my body doesn't need that. So it's not for everybody. Going into the gym and doing really hard workouts is not for everybody. And the more the more experience I gain, I guess, and the older I get, the more I appreciate and realise the need for slower movement. So what we're trying to do is give people energy to thrive. And when you train really hard, you expend lots of energy. So you you work out. But what we want to try and do is help people work in. So working in is about really slowing down in every aspect of life, but in this context, in terms of exercise. And you can get huge, huge benefits from doing things like yoga, tai chi, walking, less impactful on the body, especially as... um, you know, if you're thinking about somebody who's never really exercised, so you don't want to suddenly shock the body into working really hard. And actually, as I said earlier, that just adds more stress to the system. And we don't want that. We want the body body to be in balance. So it's about balance. Um, you don't have to do lots of cardiovascular fitness to be fit. You really don't. You can do very short uh, bouts of exercise to develop fitness. And actually, lots of cardio can affect the hormones. And as you're going into menopause, you want to balance out your hormones. So very much um, looking at each individual and what their needs are and finding out what their experience of sport or exercise has been and 
building a partnership in terms of what they want to do because some people will not be motivated to exercise because they've never done it it's the last thing they want to do they're not driven by that some people will be that's as myself you know that was my mental health um support for myself but i also recognize that for a lot of people they their needs are different their needs are very different so Mm -hmm. it's about movement rather than fitness and exercise moving the body and you can move the body in so many ways to build energy and give the body so many other benefits Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's that's how i approach it it's not a case of taking somebody into the gym and saying right 100 press ups 100 squats it just doesn't work like that and and what comes after that then? So you find a fitness regime or a walking regime that helps you to cope with your stress levels. What comes after that? Is there any other element of this? So there are key areas coping? that I would focus mm-hmm. on. So um, as a society, we um, have changed our breathing pattern. So majority of people have what we call an inverted breathing pattern. And we breathe in a way that puts stress on the body. We're not aware of that. So we breathe from the chest, very, very, through the mouth, basically. Through the mouth is very much what we call um, breathing in a sympathetic way. So your autonomic nervous system has the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And you have to have them in balance. So there'll be times where we need stress in our lives and in the morning when you get up, you have an elevated level of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which is what gets you up out of bed, ready for the day. Um, but in our society, we live in this heightened state of stress throughout the day for various reasons. A lot of people do. And at that point, it then becomes not um, something that happens automatically and is something that we need to get us going, but something that then can impact on the body. So what we want to try and do is get people to... Um, also balance out by being in their parasympathetic state as well and that can happen very very quickly we can get back into that state through breathing correctly and it's very much about diaphragmatic breathing and things like yoga and meditation and so that's really really important that I, I teach people that straight away then I talk about nutrition what they're putting into their bodies we're all very different don't advocate diets but looking at nutritional value what somebody needs and teaching people that how they feel after food so you can look at somebody's diet and look at what they're eating and how that can cause inflammation or how that can cause added stress to the body so when you add up stress of not breathing properly not eating properly exercising too much for the body all these other elements you see an overload So we'd work on breathing, work on nutrition. I'd work on their sleep cycle, how somebody's sleeping. So, so important. And I think more and more, there's more research being done to emphasize the significance of sleep. Um, And it's really, really interesting. And it's something that um, perimenopause women and menopause women and lots of people in society struggle with. And it's so, so significant for our health. Um, I then talked to somebody about hydration how much water they're getting into the system what they're doing in terms of what they drink so are they having lots of caffeine you know um are they drinking tap water are they drinking filtered water there's you know obviously aspects of that that's something that you would talk about and then again going back to the to movement looking at how how people move and what what they need to do to perhaps up their their movement definitely advocate walking as an activity that helps get you into a parasympathetic state um, and, and it's also something that through lockdown, we realise that 
you know, we, we have walked a lot more. People are quite sociable and, and meeting up and walking with friends. And it's a great activity for that. So, yeah, so those are the main areas that you'd look at. Obviously, in terms of um, mental health, when you look at things like the gut health, that can have improvements in our mood. When you look at things like hormones being out of balance, that can impact mood, that can impact the body and how it functions. So it's a big area and there's lots of elements to it that you can look at to help somebody get into balance. What difference has it made to you? Oh, huge, huge. I have made significant changes to my lifestyle and I feel I am thriving. I feel a huge difference in how I relate to people. I feel a huge difference in how I perceive the world mm -hmm. and in my mindset, in, in terms of my positivity. I've always been pretty positive, but obviously you go through challenges in life and that can bring you down and you can look at things in a skewed way. And so I have learned some huge things in, in terms of challenges that I face and how I now deal with them in terms of how I respond to situations rather than react to situations now, how I look at the benefit and the growth of each challenge that I don't always see it as, you know, woe is me. Oh, I'm, you know, pity party. I don't, I don't no. go down that route. I look at what have I learned from this? What has that person taught me about myself? What is that person triggering in me? Why am I triggered by that person? What is it about my previous past life or whatever that is causing me to respond in this way? Or previously I might have reacted in this way. So in terms of my dealing with people, I think it has helped me massively. I am really very very relaxed a lot of the time and if I am not and I'm stressed out I quickly rein myself in and I do what I need to do to get back into a calm state I'm not saying that life is always rosy and life is not always positive but I try and skew it I've definitely trained my mind to look at things in a very very different way in terms of my own health I feel like I'm thriving um I'm very mindful of my sleep cycle i'm very mindful of what i eat and i know what my body needs to have an optimum energy so without a doubt it has helped me 110 percent. i mean i know that isn't a thing as 110 percent, but it's helped me a lot um so yeah i mean it's just been life-changing for me actually yeah i know that sometimes in in terms of therapy people work with their therapists for many years is that the same with lifestyle coaching I believe that through my coaching, I would be giving somebody the tools to thrive on their own. Mm -hmm. um, I would there be there if they needed to come back and say, oh, look, I'm struggling with my sleep. What can I do to address that? Mm -hmm. But not a sort of, you need me forever. I'm not, I'm not doing my job properly if they need me forever. <laughs> Is to give people mm -hmm. the skills and the tools and the strategies to thrive on their own. You, you might say as a coach, oh, yeah, I want to keep them forever, but that's 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 not driven by um, passion for them to to heal and passion for them to improve themselves or or have the tools to survive because that's what this is about. You're, you're, you're teaching somebody and you're guiding somebody and then it's not a case of, right, there you go, you're on your own. I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you need me. Or if you are reverting back to old type, then mm -hmm. I'm But it's not a case of you sign up for life, otherwise it's not a success. And if we had any gentlemen listeners and they were um, hearing all of this, is there a place for them to come and work with you? Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, this isn't just a um, 
for women. Uh, I, I have worked with men in the past and I think that men and women's needs are similar and yet different. So if any of our listeners want to find out more, what should they do? So you can find me on Facebook. My page is Pure Spirit Coaching. So you can look me up on that. That's that's really sort of, um, you know, views, strategies that you can implement, but not real coaching, but it's just a flavour of, of who I am. You know, I can't believe that we've almost come to the end of this particular episode. So I suppose what I want to say, Kat, do you have any final words for our listeners? If you are open and if you are wanting to make little tweaks, they're not massive, you know, little tweaks can bring about amazing results. Then, you know, if you're open to that, then for sure, get in touch. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you for having me on your show. And all I want to say now is this was the Wonderful Us podcast hosted by Susan Pallister with my special guest, Kat Woods. We've been talking about holistic lifestyle coaching. And remember, on the Wonderful Us podcast, everything is interesting and everything is good.